to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. We deliver a hunting podcast from Ontario, Canada. We're going to give you season updates, harvest reports, and how we go from field to plate. We're going to even talk about our equipment setups and all the cool hunting stories we've experienced over the years. We're just a couple of guys who understand we don't know everything, but boy, can we put meat on the table every year. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Desjardins Insurance. Whether you're sitting at home, on your ATV, or in the woods, Desjardins has you covered with home, auto, and life insurance. They can even insure your trophy mounts. Contact Cody Sullivan today at 519-601-5775 or cody.sullivan, that's S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, at Desjardins.com. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another amazing episode of the best hunting podcast in Ontario. Oh, yeah. So we uh, actually went to the 2019 uh, Rodney Big Buck show today. We just got back. Yeah, that was that was an incredible day. Meeting lots of new people, uh, seeing lots of cool big deer. Yeah, it was, it was super blast. sweet. Uh, one of the cool things is you got to pick up your 2018 archery buck from... Uh, Josh yeah. Timothy has been brought home. Timothy gets his name from uh, if you've not seen the comedians Key and Peel. So if you haven't watched them, you probably should. Oh, it's hilarious! But Timothy is now on the wall. Yeah, yeah, he's, no, I'm he's super downstairs happy. on the wall. Made a little Instagram post. Yeah, and uh, we changed him from Timmy Tall Times as Timmy of yesterday. Tall times, yeah, so now he's Timothy Tall Times. Yeah, it's Timothy. Makes my day. Uh, so we're gonna get into what we saw at the show, company we saw, people we met. Um, but as always, we're going to listen, answer some, uh, listener questions first. Yep. So I'm just pulling them up on my phone now. And, uh, thanks as always for everyone who wrote in, uh, these are all from Instagram, uh, Nico D 15. How much does a mount like that run you? If you don't mind me asking, uh, that one in particular, uh, would run you about 600 bucks. Yeah. Um, most non master taxidermists are going to be in that 450 to 650 range for uh for a buck like that uh for a shoulder mount and every animal kind of varies to ducks bear you know deer turkeys it's not like there's a, a platform of just 500 dollars yeah. for a mount it's it changes based on animal and what what's needed for that so yeah. um, rugs cost different than shoulder mounts so i would say the 550 mark is you know you're probably getting a reputable taxidermist at that price yeah and i think it's a great question because you know for people that have never had a mount they're kind of curious how much it's going to yeah. cost and so <laughs> yeah for instance the bear was 1200 yeah so uh you know a little bit more going into that there's you know the paws and the claws are the biggest thing working the snout opening the mouth like that there's there's a lot more going into that than there is on the buck whereas it's caped uh, from the animal once it's harvested and then put over like a styrofoam mount. Right. So there's a little bit more going into this. Um, and it, that's probably what's where the, the higher price is coming from. No, it makes sense. And you know, we did a good job of skinning your buck out. Yeah. And so piece of advice, if you're going to bring a mount to a taxidermist, <clears throat> do a really good job because if the hides all cut and scrape and everything, it's probably going to cost you more in the end. Yeah. Um, next question this is from Josh Tamming a, uh, who won the biggest shed at the show? Uh, yeah, I guess Josh actually took um, a pretty sweet shed there. I believe like an 80-inch shed. Um, fortunately, I don't think it was Josh that won. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I don't who remember won who won the first one. No. Um, do Our one buddy did win uh, the biggest bear skull. Yeah, Eldon won the biggest bear skull. Yeah, so he got a really nice trail camera. And I think his 
what was his bear? 19 and two sixteenths. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a beautiful bear. So congrats to him. Mm-hmm. Jeff Nethercott, who we got to meet at the show also. Ooh, this is the good one. Who's a better hunter, Cam or Marcello? Oh, this is good. This is going to be This good. is going to end in your mount being set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that is a very tough question to ask. I don't think one person's better than the other. How do you, like in any instance, how do you determine someone's better than the other? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I call deer in pretty close, pretty frequently. Um, but I would say I tuck my goose calls in my pocket when I go goose hunting with you because you do the calling. So I think each person has their more stronger skills, Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not to say that you've seen dozens of deer by your tree stand. So, you know, at the same token, it's, you know, you've killed more birds than I have, but I still kill birds when I go. So who's better? And it's tough because I know know. like same thing. I've taken deer with my boat too, but at the same time, like it's, it's really like, I think it's cool to admit that we're both stronger at certain skills for sure. But you know, there's, you can't really define who's a better hunter just by that. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be good just to say we're both good. Yes, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) We're both going to, you know, remain friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's good to admit that you like there's skills that we each have that we can always get better at. And at the same time, there's skills that we know that one's better at the other thing. And our archery game is absolutely hilarious. Oh, and yeah. even throughout our league night, it shows one week you're up, one week I'm up. Oh, yeah. And it's funny how it's just back and forth, back and forth well, like all the a, time. On a Vegas face, we're both around the 290. Yeah. You have a higher score than me on a Vegas face, but I have a higher score on a five-spot face. Yeah. So it's just like, you yeah. know, how do you... And that's just luck of the draw sometimes. Yeah, right? it's, like, you know, it's how you're feeling that day. It's, mm-hmm. you know, how much practice you've had in that kind of time. Exactly. There, there's definitely lots going into that. But, no, I think that's the best way to answer it is we're both okay. We're both okay <laughs> hunters. <laughs> as soon as this podcast is done, we're going to start arguing. Get your shit. <laughs> um, this is from Colt Slaughter 16. Not about this episode, but are you fellows going to Oil Springs Big Buck? Uh, I guess it's next Saturday. I don't think we'll be going to Oil Springs. We get uh, next week is kind of our just lay low week. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a little shed hunting. Yeah, we'll probably get in some shed hunting. But uh, the week after that, we're at the Toronto Sportsman Show. So I think we're just going to take that time to chill out. And then uh, I think one we wanted to get to is Tilbury. Mm -hmm. So Tilbury might be the other one that we go to. Yep. So, I mean, maybe last minute we might make Mm -hmm. it out there. If we do, we'll definitely let you guys know. But uh, if you go and we don't, why don't you send us some stuff from over there? Yeah. Let us see some cool bucks that we are not able to see if we don't go. Absolutely. Uh, Canadian underscore new underscore hunter. When are you guys headed for spring turkey? Or sorry, when and where? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, April 25th. Because that's season <laughs> opener. Yep. Uh, and for where, it's going to be like our you know our local birds. We have lots of yeah. turkeys around here, Strathroy, London area. So we're going to be right around home. Uh, yeah. We each have a few farms that we can choose from to hunt. So yeah. um, hopefully that answers the question, but... It's going to be opener morning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple more questions here for today. Valerio, which is one of our, like, our OG listeners. Been yeah, with he's us been the beginning. He's, yeah, from the beginning. Uh, when should you put your trail cam back out, or should it be out all year? Um, I took mine down, one of mine down, actually, uh, as I kind of took some tree stands down. Okay. I still actually have some tree stands up and some trail cameras up, so uh, I don't take it down 
really and just kind of leave it down. Um, I'm kind of monitoring all year, you know, especially as shed hunting season comes up. Once the actual hunting season's over, I'll get out some uh, some sort of supplements and minerals, and hopefully that'll bring in the deer to be constantly traveling around my property, drop sheds, and you know, if you if you put two trail cameras out, one at 100 yards, one at 50 yards, you know, and it, you see them at the 100 yard, and then on the next trail camera, you got them on the 50 yard and he's missing an antler somewhere in there that 50 yards he lost an antler so exactly. it can kind of help you through shed hunting season yeah. um so i like to leave them out for yeah. the majority of the year i'll take a few down i definitely don't have as many out uh, but i do leave most of mine up yeah and i think if you know if you have a property where you know no one's ever going to go near your yeah. cameras you might as well leave it up absolutely uh, batteries still work in the cold they die a little faster but yeah. there's nothing wrong with leaving out as long as you know your trail camera's safe yep um Mentioning on that, we actually talking with James, who's used to be an animal uh, wildlife biologist. He's suggesting next week should be a good time to start putting minerals out. Yeah. So James at Antler River actually sells some of the best mineral mix we've ever used. Yeah, Gromax. Yeah, and so that's in-house made. That's his company. Um, the great thing about it is you're not paying for the crazy packaging or the crazy mm-hmm. photos, but it's just you know it was made by an animal wildlife biologist who knows what deer want, mm-hmm. and the sheds and the antlers on his properties with that stuff is ridiculous and it's like 19 bucks for a 12 pound container yeah and i mean you know everyone kind of asked today like you know where, where's all the sheds from well they're from the properties james hunts at or his property and they're all on grow max the yeah. mass and everyone was just astounded yeah there's remember i remember there's a really good club drop tine on one of them yeah um he the deer that james takes are ridiculous by the way yeah like he doesn't what's this thing like 160 and below doesn't even think about it no so i mean it works pretty damn well yeah yeah and no it, it, that stuff's like crack like i was using and I, I don't have to mention any brands because you know some the, the deer are different everywhere mm-hmm. but in my particular case i was using a mineral um and then stopped as i tried the grow max because i was going into antler more frequent put that out and they do not go off of it from I would say May until August. Yeah, basically, they once are the velvet's on it every day. Once the velvet falls off, yeah. then they won't touch it. But like yeah. up until then, they need it and yeah. they hit it hard. Yeah, they do. They totally do. Um, so next question: Are you guys thinking about spring turkeys yet? And what are your setups? I think this is a good one. I've been or? thinking about spring turkeys since last spring, <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't stopped. I just cannot wait to hear that 5 a.m. gobble. Oh, yeah. And the crows and seeing those birds fly down. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome, especially with, you know, this year, probably going to do the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're going to try a new tactic. Yeah. So one of my buddies does it and, you know, he has all the decoys and everything. And he's had him come out and beat him up or whatever. But over the last couple of years, he's just been starting to actually spawn stalk him. Now, Mm -hmm. these are properties that we know no one else is on, so we feel pretty safe on. But, uh, yeah, he'll find a gobbler in a field, glass him up get on his belly and crawl all the way up to like 30 yards and get it done so i i think that'd be really exciting yeah so i want to try that this year and uh as far as gear goes if i am going to use the decoys um when we were at the reinhardt tournament last year in the states we picked up uh some avian x hens amazing really nice Mm -hmm. and the funky chicken i'm going to pull it again yeah for sure you have a funky chicken i love it Oh, it's just like a football. Yeah, I either do like a three setup, so I'll do two hens and a jake, like a strutting jake, so it's not too intimidating for a tom that could either just be, you know, coming from being a jake. He's a couple years old now, 
and that's not as intimidating to him it's kind of like there's two ladies over there he's the bigger guy that's what that helps me bring in or there's times where i'll run just the funky chicken it's like the alert like what is that Mm -hmm. turkey doing yeah and that that really helps as well so that'll be my setup nice and then if we do use shotguns what uh what shotgun do you use I'm going to be using the Winchester SXP mm-hmm. and I'll be shooting a three and a half inch because there's no fours. <laughs> uh, XR, is it XR long beards? Yeah. yeah the XR long Same beards. Thing. Um, Same thing I use. And I'll be using the modified choke in that. See, that's interesting to me because most people go out and they buy like a turkey choke, which is yeah. an extra full. Yeah. Um, but yours groups really well with it does. the modified. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. To me. It does with that round and I've played with a lot of rounds. Um, you know, that's not to say I won't just now that it's in my head throw in the full choke Mm -hmm. throw in the full choke i'll see how they pattern when i go to shoot them and regardless like if if anyone asks um yes i shoot before every turkey season i'm not the type of person that just pulls a gun out and goes hunting yeah i dedicate a day to going to shoot and make sure it shoots properly exactly so i think that is absolutely key and everyone should do that yeah um so last year i sold my 870 and when i bought my versamax i haven't got a turkey choke for yet yeah so, actually, if you guys have any good turkey chokes that you like, I'd actually like to hear them. I used to use a jelly head. Before that, I forgot the other one, what it was. But I kind of want to try something new. So, if you know something that works well with your Versa Max or mm-hmm. your shotgun, let me know. Yeah. Um, so, that's going to be our questions for today. Awesome. And so, kind of want to talk about when we got into the show. We didn't even have to pay. Yeah, really. I, I don't win anything ever. So I, I got a message ticket. on Facebook. It was just like, Cam Donlin has won the free entry. So it's like, didn't have to pay entry to go in for two people. Yeah. And I mean, it's only five bucks to go anyway. Yeah. But I was like, I'll take a free win on something because I don't win anything. Damn, roll up the rims. Like, I got a picture of eight coffees. Guess what? I've not won one. Oh, man. I'm like one for like 12 right now. That is the biggest crook game. I'm going to They post say that it's one for them. six guarantee. Like, that's bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. No, there's no absolutely you, no way. Someone made a post like a little while ago. It's like McDonald's. You buy seven coffees, get one free. Yeah. Like I've bought eight Tim Hortons. I've got none free. And, and that's I'm, all year long. I'm not going to lie. McCafe has a little bit better tasting coffee. Way than better taste. <laughs> it's all a scam. It's a scam. It's um, just to bring you in and buy more coffee. Oh, yeah. So anyways, like we were kind of saying, we were uh, invited by Antler River to go with them. Mm-hmm. So we uh, were at their booth helping out a bit and... We got to wander around a bit and meet some cool people. Um, you know, we saw, we'll go into detail later, but we saw Lisa from 4L. She was yep. awesome to talk to. Yeah. Great products. Uh, Sue Ruger was there, of course, with her Fred, yep. her husband. Um, and they actually brought their dogs. Yes. And then we saw Claire from Wild Taxidermy and yep. Josh, who owns... Uh, True Life Mounts. True Life Mounts. And he is who did Timothy. Mm-hmm. So he did Kubuck. it was... Um, it was awesome to meet some new people. Obviously, we had heard of a few of these companies beforehand, but never got to meet the face behind them. So that was nice to meet them. And everyone's local. So mm-hmm. we, we were all there for the same reason. Everyone's in all the same spirit, attitude. And it was it was a hell of a day. I yeah. loved it. It was awesome. We, you know, like people were coming up like, hey, man, I listen to your guys' podcast. We're like, oh, hey, thanks. Like, love the support. You know, like yeah. shaking some hands, just talking. It was really cool just to meet some people that, you know, listen to her voice in their ear yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just like a super happy environment. It was the, the space. I've never been to the Rodney show. Yeah, no. So the space was kind of, I didn't expect what to, what size it would be, mm-hmm. but 
but for the amount of room they had, there was people flying in. Like, yeah. I think there was over 400 people right around lunch. Over 500. Over 500. Over 500 okay. was the tally. Okay. Yeah. Just over 500 people, and it was comfortable. Like, yeah. you know, people wandering around, checking all these products, and it was cool <laughs> seeing all these big bucks and stuff. Oh, man. There some sweet deer there. Exactly. So, uh, would you? Uh, what I thought was cool was when you talked to Josh and you picked up your mount. Yeah. He was really down to earth, and he gave you, like, tips on, like, how to clean yeah. it properly. And uh, what did he say to how to clean properly your mount? Uh, so he said the best way to do it and kind of for traveling purposes is a lot of people are going to be taking it home. Obviously, carrying it is one of the biggest things. You know, people are grabbing it by the snout. Or, and you know what? That actually blew my mind today is seeing people come in with their bucks to get scored, and they're literally just kind of dragging it along the ground, like the <laughs> chest. Like, if I had seen that and that was my deer like i would be losing my shit <laughs> i could not like comprehend that i was just cringing oh yeah so um yeah you pick it up by the antler hold it by the bottom of the chest carry it safely mm. strap it into the truck um put a seatbelt around it if you don't want it going rolling around the back or whatever um but a lot of times when you put the seatbelt over it the hair kind of comes out or kind of brushes upward right like kind of up grain of the hair follicles i guess yeah so the best way to um, kind of keep the dust from building up on it as it's in the home um, from traveling is just to get a paper towel, dampen it very, very lightly, and then just rub the mount. And that will help brush the hairs down. It'll help take any loose hairs off, some that are already falling off. And that's a perfect way, easy way, no products or chemicals needed. Mm -hmm. But it, it's great that he said, you know, this is the best preventative bit of maintenance that you can do. Yeah. And yeah, he just, he wanted to chat and he wanted to hear about the story and it was awesome. I was so happy that Josh did the mount. Oh yeah. Well, the, one of the things I was always taught when I was started about looking at mounts was the hardest parts are going to be in the sternum on a deer mm -hmm. where the little hair does the curl. Yeah. And then in the eyes and then the hairs on the chin. Yeah. And Josh did these. They're amazing. Yeah. Like, I, they're so detailed. I cannot believe look. how well he did. Oh, yeah. He's I hanging up. It. We're just kind of taking a peek at him yeah. right now. But No, I cannot get enough. Oh, yeah. Your dog? What would your dog think about when you brought him in? Yeah, he started barking at him. <laughs> the cat was a little curious, too, the pod cat. Yeah. No, it's... I like right now i'm still lost for words oh, yeah. it's it's been hanging there for a little while now so yeah so you post the picture and that pose that you chose what's yeah. it called again that's a left sneak that's a left sneak yeah so you like can a get a turn. you can get a head on you can get a left sneak a right sneak um you can get like a 92 like a curious you can get like a feeder mm -hmm. you can get an ears tucked back i um, love the sneak though yeah the looks great looks in like great. One, a corner of a room and he's looking into the my room. goal is to put hopefully fingers crossed my 2020 deer ideally being a buck um on the other side, side of the tv and doing a right sneak or you put a doe or i put a doe yes i've actually really wanted to put, get a doe i think it's a cool mount to have them kind of side by side like that just put them over your bed bedroom that's a cool one too yeah victoria would love that wouldn't yeah. she yeah she would she'd really <laughs> appreciate that um so something that really stood out to me today was when we were walking around i know i've seen it before i know you've seen it before and I'd bet to guarantee that 90% of you guys listening have seen it before. But there's the jewelry that's like the casing of a bullet mm -hmm. with a gem in it. Yeah. Um, you know, like a, the dro little drop antler on a necklace with a shell casing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone's seen that. And we met the person who does that. And that's <laughs> yeah. Lisa over from Four Elks. Yeah. And her jewelry was awesome. Yeah. We, she had some great stuff. Yeah. It was super cool. The clothing was awesome. She's from London. She's local. She's from Ontario. 
And just the quality of her craftsmanship was really good. Yeah. She made beard oil sets you were mm-hmm. seeing. Um, and there was the candles that you really liked. Yeah, the woodwick candles. Yeah. yeah. Awesome sense. She has a cool background that I think we'll talk. Hopefully we can talk with her later on about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the background of those scented candles are from experiences in her life. Yeah. Where this one candle is meant to scent, smell like her cottage. Yeah. Other candles kind of signify another smell that she's mm-hmm. had in her life. So I really like that. I thought that and was it was cool. cool with the, you know, she was, she was in the right spot. She's geared to the right people. She's mm-hmm. also uh, kind of big in with country 104 mm-hmm. and doing a lot of stuff in that country scene. So, yeah. Um, but cool stuff relevant right? yeah. because everyone, you know, loves that stuff. Antlers make great decorations as we know, you know, I'm out there not even finding sheds because all the artsy fartsy people I'm sure are looking <laughs> for sheds too. But Hey, you know, people like that stuff and yeah, no, she did. Uh, she had some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I met Claire for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. She was another big one who, um, like obviously you see her a lot throughout the 519 and Ontario hunters, Facebook pages, mm-hmm. but yeah, like her, her quality of work and, uh, from a taxidermy point of view was phenomenal. If I had to recommend anybody that messages in, I would say Josh at true life mounts. And if Josh says he's too busy, go see Claire mm-hmm. at wild taxidermy. Exactly. Uh, both of them were phenomenal. Claire yes. was Claire had a duck. She won't do ducks anymore, but yeah. uh, ducks have always been hard to do from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And so seeing her quality there, you know it's going to go to a buck really well. And that's another thing too, right? Like I had actually seen that someone harvested a black coyote in Strasbourg a few weeks ago. Okay. And it was it was an absolute awesome dog. And I uh, I tagged Josh in that so that he could potentially do that mount if he was interested. Yep. And uh, that's just not his forte. He doesn't do coyotes. So uh, if you want a coyote, Claire does unbelievable she coyotes had one the as show. well. Wow, that was that was a beautiful mount. It was I like definitely a, need one. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a cool coyote too because it was like blondish. Yeah, blonde, a little bit of red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost, I actually cool. thought it was a fox from far away at yeah. first, just because we were on the other side of the room, and I was like, "Is that a fox mount?" Mm-hmm. We got close, and Cam's like, "That's a coyote." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally a coyote." <laughs> yeah, those things that you had mentioned that are you know quality of taxidermy the biggest thing is someone can walk by a booth and be like oh look at all the racks like that mm-hmm. one's a nine that one's a 12 that one's yeah. a 10 that one's they got a draw time they look at the antlers no one says look at the eyes look at the snout look at the chest mm-hmm. you know look at the chin hairs but if you look through either of those people's work you won't be able to pick it apart yeah it's so well done exactly and like like you said like the antlers you can look at a giant 12 point or 14 point mm-hmm. but that's really nothing to do with taxidermy. Yes. Because the deer made those antlers. Yeah. They are what that's, they are. That's exactly it. So that, that she was super cool. Um, they did a free draw for another booth, actually. But um, Sue Ruger, who mm-hmm. owns Ruger Firearm Safety Course, and yep. her husband, uh, they did a free giveaway for a firearm safety course. Yeah. So if you were there, you could enter in the draw, and they were going to draw someone to win that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool of them. Yep. Hopefully next year they do that again when they're at the show. And if you guys are just interested in getting your firearms license, strongly suggest going through them. Mm-hmm. Sue's a really good friend of ours who is very, very knowledgeable, great teacher and instructor, and she can help you get your firearm safety course, whether it be your non-restricted, your restricted, or just your hunting course. Uh, there was one thing about the show that I was bummed out about, and that was the fact that it was on the last day of late season coups. <laughs> yes. Uh, knowing that I certainly would have liked to get out for one more hunt, but yes. we had a, we had a great day nonetheless. We did. And you know, I had a good, I went out once for late season a, yeah. last Saturday and you know, we got 27 birds. 
with seven bands. So can't really complain about that for a So what was your end tally for the 2018 season? 2018 season, the hunts I was on, and of course, non, non-guided as always, like both of us always do, uh, just shy of 300 geese, but around 100 ducks total, and finished the year with 34 bands. That's incredible. That's awesome. That is incredible. A lot of cool bands. And, you know, we've, uh, like we've said, when we banded ducks, it's cool to be involved in the process of it. Mm-hmm. And from the hunter's aspect, it's cool to see where those bands came from. So yeah. this year we got bands from Moosonee, Ontario, from Nunavut, uh, Tilbury in the States. We got them from West Virginia and local ones from London. Mm-hmm. And a bunch along the way, but yep. it's just, it's super cool to see where those birds are coming from and where you got them. Yeah. So I'm pretty no, that's happy. That's a great season. I very successful. Like I want to say it can only go uphill from here, but yeah. I don't know if I could top that season <laughs> next year. 34 bands is a lot of bands. That's a lot of jewelry. But no, that's good. It's good to strive for for next year. And exactly. Yeah. I guess that that's it for our 2018 season. It's all done now. Next yeah. is Turkey and then bear. Yeah. Now I, we're into it again. I was thinking for some reason yesterday, I was a little bit, um, uh, I was thinking about when we were going bear hunting and I thought it was April and then I realized I was thinking of the wrong month. We yeah. go in May. Yeah. So anyways, I think we are going to be able to go to the Tilbury show. I remember talking with yes. Lisa and I was like, oh, I don't know when we leave for bear, but I was um, one month off. Yeah. I was way off. Yeah. So you were, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> um, so the last time we went on, sorry, while I'm talking about that, I want to give like a tip that we did, which really helped us out. And it's, so our blinds, when we were hunting in snow on the ground, the problem is if you just use your normal layout blind, even if it's fully camoed out, you're just a brown box in the middle of a white field. Yeah. So it's hard to get layout by snow covers um, for certain models. I can get it for mine. Some of my buddies, their blinds, they can't get snow covers. So we actually went to Walmart and bought bed sheets. So if someone's to buy that snow cover that does have like an available upgrade for your blind, what mm-hmm. does something like that cost? It's like 150 bucks minimum. Okay. That's usually what you're looking at. And in, in some instances, you can get a very low end blind for 150 bucks. Absolutely. So, so I mean, and yeah, usually the blinds that have the option to buy snow covers are the really expensive ones. So they're like $300 to start. Yeah. Now we're talking $450 just for the snow cover and the blind. So we ended up going to Walmart buying $21 bed sheets. I think it was king size put laying it over the blind at my house um, cut a slit in it so the doors can open and function and then cutting little slits in it so we could actually stubble a little bit through it mm-hmm. and when we put it against the snow we kind of buried some snow around the corners and it worked like it was awesome great $21 fix for late season hunt if it was December and there was snow it would have been great too and it's just I don't know I thought that was a really cool thing that we did that kind of helped us get more birds that being said at the show do you remember uh do you remember what we sold at the show? Uh, we sold Jordan's bow four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, when we were with Antler River, we brought, uh, well, I guess Jordan was there from Antler River and James, of course. And Jordan had his bow, the new Bowtech SR6. And people were like, oh, like, how much is that bow? And, like, we'd look at Jordan and be like, oh, it's like $50. Mm-hmm. I think we sold it once for 50 once for 400 Yeah, I think 300 maybe. 300. Maybe 150 It might have added up to the actual price of that bow yeah. by the end of the night. Yeah. It definitely got sold a lot. Yeah, a lot of people wanted it, so yeah, everything there was for sale. Exactly. I uh, sold a bunch of the minerals while we were yeah. there and actually sold a Raven crossbow. Yeah. So those are super cool. They're the new... R29 is what R29 we got rid of. Yeah. Right. So someone actually bought one of those. Um, those are the ones that the crossbows that their companies claim you can shoot at 200 yards. Mm-hmm. We've done 100 yards with them and they work. Yeah. So we're both compound guys and I don't think we're going to switch to crossbow anytime yeah. soon, but... 
As far as crossbows go, they're pretty sweet. They are. They are dead accurate, dead silent, and yeah, they're totally lethal. Yeah, they had the new uh, Excalibur there. Mm-hmm. So that one, you could actually take the limbs off and pack super small. Yeah, the takedown model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you, so very the, cool. The limbs come right off the riser, and then you can transport it, and then you click it back together, and you don't have to worry about, oh, like maybe my sight moved. It's mm-hmm. sturdy. Yeah. Um, that was super cool. Next week, um, what are we doing in two weeks from now? We are going to the Toronto Sportsman Show. Yeah. Yeah, that is going to be a blast. If today, you know, today was just... It was just so amazing. I can only imagine it's going to be that much better at the mm-hmm. show. So uh, when we go, we have an actually fairly busy day. We are going to do um, something pretty cool, which I'm not going to give away just yet. I'll let you guys know the day of. But we will be doing a couple podcasts, and we will be stationed for a little bit at the uh, Kickaboo Spices booth mm-hmm. with Ray. Yeah. Um, so come on over to Kickaboo Spices grab yourself some spices talk to ray chat with us um and yeah we'll be walking around checking yeah. out all the cool stuff there as well absolutely and as always you know we kind of talk always about kick the spices we do have that promo code from them kick a op gets you 10 percent off anything on their website yeah um they're made in ontario by hunters for hunters yeah and ray and his wife are just an awesome people are just yeah. awesome people while we're at ray's booth they're going to have everything there for you to see and just tell them, you know, if we're not there, just tell them you've heard them from us. It actually means a lot to us. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's I'm not trying to use Frank's uh, red hot sauce here, but Kickaboo Spice, I kind of put that shit on everything. <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, that, that's great to put on just about any meal. So, yeah, stop by Ray's booth and grab yourself some delicious stuff. So, yeah, we're going to be walking around. Hopefully we run into a bunch of you guys at the show. If you haven't bought a ticket yet, it's not a problem. You can still do it. This year, they had a really cool promo code, though. Yes. Um, so basically, you remember what it was? It yeah. Was... So if you bought in like these two specific days, I believe it was like February 17th and February 18th, they were offering a uh, $20 pass f- with an extra one-year membership to OFAH, which is Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. And that lets you be eligible for five million liability insurance hunting anywhere. Anything bad happens to you, it gets you a magazine subscription every month, and it gets you all the inside info to give your input to anything and everything hunting and fishing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today's recap. I mean, we're pretty tired. Yeah, we are pooched. Uh, normally, we kind of mix a fancy drink and make some really good food, but we actually just made Monster Energy drinks with vodka. And ordered a pizza. Yeah. So that's pretty much our night. Cause yeah, we're it was a busy day. Lots yeah. of talking. So we'll see you guys at the Toronto show. Uh, we highly recommend you check out the websites for those companies we mentioned today. Mm-hmm. Lisa with Four Elks. Uh, also Ducks Unlimited. We forgot to mention them, but they were great. We met yes. them today. Yep. Ducks Unlimited Canada is an awesome company. They do a lot of good things. Wild Taxidermy. Yep. True Life Mounts Taxidermy. Yep. Ruger Firearms. Yep. Awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys in about a week or so. Yeah, it's great chatting with you guys and can't wait to see some more archery shit next weekend. Yeah.